Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Which brings me on to one of the best-named uh, nut lubricants that I think exists on the market, which is the infamous now nut sauce. Nut sauce. <laughs> Greetings. Welcome to another Guitar Smarts podcast. Thanks for joining us. This week, we are continuing our look at the eight basic guitar maintenance tasks that each and every guitarist should be able to perform, as defined by our very own in-house guitar guru, Mr. Kieran Amluwala. Now, I've been playing guitar for 25 years, and even now, this conversation was a real lesson to me on what aspects of guitar car I have been neglecting, and also what I can do myself rather than rely on a guitar tech for. Subscribe to the podcast in your favourite podcast app so that you don't miss all the other Guitar Smarts podcasts. Come and give us a like on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts and follow us on Instagram using the handle at guitar underscore smarts. That's enough waffle from me. Let's get to it. Awesome. Excellent. So there, so there we go. We've, we've, we've changed that. Well, we're changing our strings. We've given our fretboard a good old treat, good old bath in some oil and polished up our frets. It's looking good now. What's next on yeah. the list? So now we're getting into stuff that uh, now the strings are on, adjusting the truss rod. That we're, why, we're taking a, why do we do that? Why do we adjust right. our truss rod? So the guitar action is very heavily influenced by, by the truss rod and mm. how much uh, relief... Uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute, how much relief is, 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 is on the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, now, things like the action and the adjustment of the nut and, and the saddle uh, pieces, I think, is, goes into the more intermediate side of things yeah. where you've got a bit more knowledge and a bit more specialist tools mm-hmm. and actually shouldn't require, once it's been set the action at the nut and the action at the saddles once that's been set by your by either yourself if you if you've got that level of intermediate you know setup knowledge or by your tech that shouldn't really change because those are those are fixed points 
on yeah. a guitar, right? Unless mm-hmm. unless you've got saddles that are failing or things like that where they're slipping and moving and adjusting, that's yeah. a, and that's a separate repair issue. Or you've got in a, you've got excessive wear on the nut over time, which the the slot grooves are changing and stuff like that because you've, you know for whatever reason. Generally speaking, day to day playing of the guitar once you've got it right and you're happy with the action at the at the nut and and the saddle those should stay fixed what won't stay fixed and what will affect the action and the playability of your guitar because of the way in which guitars are made of wood and natural substances that are prone to atmospheric changes is the truss rod will move will 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 need tweaking and and adjusting periodically to maintain that action that you are happy with um that right. so um that and that's also one of the first things to set correctly in my opinion before you then start adjusting the action at the at the saddle and the nut um so it's again it's it's one of the first things once i've restrung a guitar it allowed the strings to stretch in settle them in place um i'll look at the action on a, on a guitar and i'll go right is it too high is it too low does it need adjusting is there any buzz going on and and before i start looking to adjust anything at the nut or anything at the saddle i'll say right how much relief is there in this neck versus what the strings are exerting on the neck and the relief is effectively the up bow or or back bow of, of right so on, it's how on, it's on how much so what you're saying, the relief is how, is how much you allow the neck to bend in sympathy of the pressure of the strings, right? So the strings are pulling on the neck and the relief is allowing the neck to bend towards the strings. Well, the, the, the relief, I guess, is, is kind of defined as how much um, uh, distance there is between the string uh, I mean that's the that's the action right, but the relief is amount is the amount. How much uh, are you allowing mm-hmm. the uh, uh, strings to pull the neck upwards? Right, that's it, it, yeah. it's, it's the amount of relief. That's, that's better described than <laughs> in sympathy with the string. Yeah, no, no, I mean because because obviously the neck's not meant to be straight, is it? It's kind of I mean a guitar. In my mind, it's kind of like a, a bow. You know, yes, it's, it's yes. not meant to be this straight thing. It's meant to be. You know, the the strings are the only straight part, and the and they're pulled tight over, as you say, the bridge and the nut, and everything else is meant to then be below it. It's not just meant to be straight underneath the strings, right? There's meant to be. There has to be some amount of curve, and the truss rod is controlling that curvature, right? Exactly. And why right. does there need to be that amount of curve? Because if you think about the way in which a string moves through through space as mm-hmm. it's plucked, it's kind of like an an elliptical kind of um, yeah. pattern of movement, right? Yes. So if if you've got a dead straight. Uh, you know, neck and board underneath it, what you're likely to experience is that that string will buzz and hit the frets if it was perfectly straight because the string isn't allowed to to conduct its natural travel. So a little Mm. bit of a concave amount of relief in the neck um, will allow the string to move freely. um, Mm. And and then what we do is we utilise, amongst other things, the truss rod to help us set that right level of of, Mm -hmm. uh, tension in the neck so that it's a nice balance between 
the action, the height of the string off the off the frets and the fretboard, mm-hmm. um, and but but also you know allowing the the string to not buzz out and and mm-hmm. and choke. So you know you can see next that I, if you if you turn the truss rod all the way the other way, that will actually start to back bow the other way and end up with a kind of convex hump in the middle, which again. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not good. not not good right so um, it's not a guitar at that point it's not really <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a playable a one it's kind. not a playable one yeah uh, so, so the trust rod is yeah so, so so actually really although although this is a, an essential thing you should be able to do it does go hand in hand with already having your nut and your saddle in in yes. the right place because yeah, i guess I, you can't I, really do that without having those things in the right place. And and I, and from my understanding as well of truss rod adjustments, it's a very subtle thing in terms of you don't it's not like, oh I, I need to set some release so I'm gonna give it six turns and see what happens. No. The, no. You know, the difference in good and right and wrong can be a quarter of a turn. Of the truss less, rod, you know, less, or less sometimes, uh, absolutely less than that. Sometimes I would say, to never, never exert, exert more than a quarter of a turn mm-hmm. at a time. In mm-hmm. fact, do it in in in, in increments less than that. Um, right, because there is the propensity to damage the guitar and or the truss rod by being too aggressive with it. And I think that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people become fearful. But if you're sensible and you just make very small adjustments, you'll, you'll quite quickly see what it does mm-hmm. to the action on the, on the neck. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's remarkable. And it's a, it, you know, in simplistic terms, it's, it's like you, you tighten up the truss rod. So right, you turn it tighter and it, and it will straighten it out. You loosen it left and it will, um, it will allow more relief and more bend in the neck to happen. So it, you can you can watch it happening, and it, and it will really have a big impact on the action. You know, in the particularly in the middle area of the neck, the mm-hmm. nuts and the saddles will have more of a dramatic impact on the action. You know, at, yeah. the, at the extremities of the of the fretboard. Um, and the truss the truss rod is the first thing that I kind of adjust and get the relief right, mm-hmm. uh, and then then I'll look at the nut and saddle and then see if they need any adjustment. And then if they do, then I'll make those adjustments accordingly. And then I'll go back and check the truss rod again and see if that needs tweaking. So that there is an interplay and a balance between all of them. But yeah. this isn't what we're talking about is in terms of basic routine maintenance on your guitar. Yeah. And we're assuming that your nut and saddle actions have been set up correctly and you are happy with them either when the guitar left the store or yeah. when it last left your tech mm-hmm. and something's changed in now the action Mm-hmm. That's where a little tweak and a little adjustment. Generally, I would normally assume it's just tightening it up a little bit um, mm-hmm. over time um, will restore the action to to what you wanted it to be. Perfect. Dear listener, here is your chance to be on the Guitar Smarts podcast. Do you have any questions? Do you have any suggestions for topics for the future? Do you have anything you want to say or comments for things that we've spoken about in the past? Well, if you leave us a message or drop your comments on Instagram or Facebook, then we'll be sure to mention you in a future podcast. Anyway, back to it. Good. So we're now at a stage where we've we've given her everything. Uh, you know, everything on the neck part is is kind of in a okay condition. What's the next thing we're looking at now, Kim? 
So next, this is the most common complaint that I get with guitars that come to, to me. And it's generally when things don't work, when it's plugged in. Right. Because right, okay. uh, again, and it's the, the analogy of right, around getting your car serviced is the same one, right? It, normally people, mm-hmm. you know, do the basic amount of maintenance to their car that they have to, but then they really take it into a garage when it basically stops working. And the amount of times that somebody goes to me, brings me a guitar and goes, the pickup isn't working or this pot is uh, the volume pot is 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 just really crackly and really dodgy Mm. and i think it's there's a wire loose or something Mm -hmm. oh and by the way can you set it up at the same time and it turns out that the guitar hasn't hasn't been set up for ages or maintained really well but it's the electronics issue that's that's necessitated somebody to come in and and get it fixed Mm -hmm. and more often than not it isn't a broken wire. Um, it's just dirty electronics. Right? Really? Uh, honestly, most of the time. I mean, yeah, I fix a huge range of different electronic problems on guitars. And mm-hmm. and quite often, yeah, it's, there'll be a, a loose connection in the jack socket or something like that. I, I guess that's the thing. You know. there's, there's more moving parts in the electronics than you realise, right? With your switches, your pots and the jack socket, there's more movement. Yeah. It's not yeah. just a fixed thing. So that they will wear and and you know change over time i mean proper decent quality pots that are properly uh, you know manufactured and, and sealed to some extent will last a, a huge amount of time mm. um but what will happen is you will get kind of ingress of bits of grime and dirt and sweat and things like that and oftentimes when a pot stops functioning correctly or is crackling or m- making you know weird unpredictable noises or, or is not tapering the the tone or volume in the right way it's probably it just needs a good clean out mm-hmm. and you know a three pound can of switch cleaner ele- mm-hmm. electronic switch cleaner can do wonders mm-hmm. for electronics so again once a year even if the electronics aren't particularly noisy just pop off the uh buttons the 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 control knobs mm-hmm. um you know so on your les paul take off the the tone and volume knobs um, and carefully put a cloth on the on the surface of the guitar. I know your guitars are, are a poly uh, finish, but on, certainly on some of the nitro finishes, um, mm-hmm. I just like to protect that with a with a cloth and things, so yeah. none of the switch cleaner gets onto the actual finish of the guitar. And just spray some switch cleaner down into the top of the pots. Take the take the electronics plates off on the back of the guitar, and uh, give everything just a kind of modest squirt of, of of switch cleaner, and then work it into all of the pots and switches. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll be amazed. It will just um, um, what it can do to bring back a guitar to life. I've, uh, you know, uh, I've given guitars back to people where they're like, oh, you've changed out the pots and this is so much better. And it's like, no, it's the same pots, it's the same guitar. They, they yeah. were just absolutely grubby and needed a really good clean. And I managed to get all of the, the gunk out of them and now they're working fine. Um, Should have charged them for new pots. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, too honest. I'm too, yeah, I'm, I'm, too, I'm, too, I'm too honest. I'm too honest. <laughs> so actually, again, and that's something that you're saying you should do as a matter of habit rather than wait for those scratches and um, pops and weird sounds to start happening. That's, that's what, what, something to do regularly. Once a year, six months if it's a heavy-use guitar. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if, um, if you're starting to notice some crackling and popping or a, a pop, uh, volume or tone pop behaving in a weird way or your five-way selector switch or your three-way selector switch for your pickups mm-hmm. is kind of a bit sticky or a bit noisy or a bit crackly uh, get yourself a can of switch cleaner and um, apply it 
sparingly but yeah. kind of and and with you know sympathy to the guitar around it don't just spray it all over the place just carefully apply it into the you know electronics area and work it into the mm-hmm. into the switch or pot and and then have a have a see what happens and sometimes it can take you know 10 minutes or so of of you know applying a bit working it in mopping mm-hmm. up the excess that might come out mm-hmm. um uh, and and doing that but if you'd be surprised at what comes out on the on the on the on the rag uh, in terms of grime and dirt and then yeah. all of a sudden all of a sudden hurrah my guitar works again and <laughs> it's just like yeah just but, needed a bath yeah. yeah yeah exactly people get quite embarrassed when i when i tell them you know look this is what came out of the back of that <laughs> they're like oh what have you been doing you've been gardening with it you know yeah, exactly what are you doing with it uh, so, uh, so, yeah. so so we've just we've just done the we've done a kind of overhaul of the electronics so not an overhaul yeah. you know we've just done a clean spring clean a little spring exactly. clean a little gentle maintenance just to keep them all happy and singing yeah fantastic so sorry to interrupt this super interesting conversation however if you've made it this far you should probably subscribe to the guitar smarts podcast you can do that in your favorite podcast app go and do that now and then come back to the show let's get back to it what what do we do next right pickup height this this is is this is a magical world of 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 unknowns for me i I haven't got a clue (laughs) When it comes to pickup height, how I even know how to... Well, I know how to move the pickup height, but what, what do I do to, to, to get it right? And this is the, probably the most over... If, if the most common tech complaint I get is around dirty electronics and somebody thinking it's more sinister or something wrong, uh, mm-hmm. the pickup height is the most overlooked setup area I think that people often neglect. Right. You know, people will learn about truss rods, they'll learn about adjusting saddle heights, they'll learn about, you know, all of the kind of basics. And then one of the things that can make the biggest impact on the tone and therefore the... F- playability or kind of satisfaction from a guitar is the pickup height plugged in and it gets overlooked because people um do one of two things they just never change it and experiment with it and and or um think that it's set correctly at the factory and is Mm -hmm. something that's not meant to be touched um or they look at the manufacturer's recommended um, pick up heights and go well that's that's what the factory spec is of it <clears throat> um, and so uh, I would say this is a really easy one to tweak with and play because it's just a couple of screws and you can always reverse it quite quite quickly right okay so it, if is you, there a, it, sorry carry on sorry no no go on ask, I was going to say is, is, is this a feel thing or, or is there a correct thing to do you know, that's, a, that's a brilliant question, right? So it, this goes back to like the truss rod thing as well. And what I didn't explain when we were talking about the truss rod, you can buy, and I have, and I do use um, some very like well-made uh, measuring kind of uh, rulers and scales to set the, the truss rod at the right relief for a guitar. Mm-hmm. And you can either do that by manufacturer's spec or, you know, what a customer likes with their other guitars and you can you can kind of calibrate it and measure it. Mm-hmm. More often than not, Matt, uh, I and the way I was taught is I adjust the truss rod based on feel. Mm-hmm. If you press down on the first fret and say the 12th or 13th fret of a, of a guitar or wherever mm-hmm. it joins the body, you've created a natural straight edge. And if you then press down in the middle mm-hmm. uh, of the string, you can see how much relief there is 
and and uh, how much there is before it, the neck starts to then go into back bow, or mm-hmm. you can see if it's got a huge amount of relief in it that can be tightened up. That's done by feel, and that's done by playing it and kind of got it, uh, getting a sense of it. So I, I didn't cover that in the truss rod bit, and I think it's important to say because when we're talking about general setup, we're just talking about little adjustments. So you don't mm-hmm. need complicated tools to do any of what we've discussed so far, and the pickup height thing is the same. You can use those same types of um you know finely calibrated you know rulers and and scales to set the pickup height to exactly the right uh Mm -hmm. uh you know uh adjustment that the manufacturer recommends or that the factory recommends and you can look up all of that on on google and stuff for for whatever pickup it is um but use your ears your ears yeah. will be the best and this is why it's such a fun one to play with because actually you can you can completely uh uh tailor it to what you like right mm. generally speaking if you raise the pickup height so it's closer to the string you will get a stronger louder uh output mm-hmm. the bass will be thicker the uh treble response will be kind of there and and clearer mm-hmm. um and and you'll get more from the pickup mm-hmm. um but you might not want that actually. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, but in doing that, you know, a lot of people just, if they do play with the pickup height, they just wind it up as high as they can before it starts to interfere with the string travel. Vibration. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, yeah, there's two things around string travel. Be careful when you're raising the pickup heights that you don't, when you then fret the guitar, that the string mm-hmm. then doesn't touch or, or, or kind of mechanically hit the, yes. the, 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 the pickup. Um, the other thing is, is that obviously the string uh, and the, and the, pull pieces in the in the magnet of the pickup have a, uh, a a kind of interplay between them and so um you can if you set the pickup too high um particularly on single coil guitars you can create this weird kind of harmonic distortion that happens when the pickup is set too high and it's actually interfering mm-hmm. uh, with the with the travel of the string because the magnet is actually pulling on the string in an unnatural right. way and stopping mm-hmm. it kind of uh moving in a, in its kind of natural form right, and you'll okay. hear that you'll hear that in a really Sounds weird like a choked kind of, out kind of sound it's a, it's a kind of weird almost like doubling uh harmonic tone right. on on top of the natural tone of the string you'll notice it straight away when you mm-hmm. do it you'll go what's that weird kind of effect that's happened and it's because you've got your pickup set too high mm. but there's there is a sweet spot right if you're looking mm-hmm. to get more thickness and output and volume from your pickups the higher you set them obviously so you don't set them so high that it starts to really interfere with the tone of the string or, or foul foul the string um that can be quite 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 fun to play with and can make your guitar feel thicker mm-hmm. um so a lot of people do that um and but there's another school of thought where and a lot of players are doing this now where particularly on like a single coil guitar they drop the pickup height all the way to the scratch plate and it's like literally level with the scratch plate and it's kind of like whoa that's uh that's definitely not giving you the fullest thickest sound out of that pickup Mm -hmm. but then it makes you do something differently with your amp and it it can make a strat sound more stratty because you've thinned out the sound in a way you yeah. get a more chimey sound with it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of, but it sounds counterintuitive to do that, but a lot of players get really great sound out of, out of completely flooring the pickups right to the scratch plate. Mm. I, I, for me think there's a sweet spot in the middle somewhere yeah. and that's where you can just use a screwdriver and your ears and play uh, and um, 
just kind of experiment what it does with trust, the, trust with the your sound. own intuition what what trust, what, what yeah. do you like the most so so what, what an interesting most? point which I, I think is key to some of this is a i guess approach what you're doing with the information at hand as to what is technically right or recommended but you should still be using your own intuition and your own gut to kind of decide for yourself what you prefer yeah for you know yeah Cool. Don't be follow. Don't be. Don't be tempted to follow the myth and the hype. And yeah, uh, if Stevie Ray, you know, did it, don't just necessarily think that it's going to work for for your guitar, and that's how you need to do it. Because, uh, well, you're yeah. not Stevie Ray for one. <laughs> I know, and that hurts me every day. Do you know what I mean? Um, the last thing I would say about uh, pickup height is uh, also use your ears to listen to the uh, perceived volume and tonal qualities between your different pickups Good again uh, especially for a live player that's you know a lot of people i say they, they, they come to me with a guitar and they're just like yeah i never really use the the back pickup on it or i never use the really use the middle pickup it's just weak sounding or it doesn't it doesn't uh, you know i can't get it to work live as well and it's just well it's not set at the right height relative to the other pickup so make sure you do that test of um, wherever you've got the pickup height that you like on say you know your your front pickup or your your back or pickup or whatever make sure you use your ears to also set the relative volumes of the other pickups as well because mm -hmm. then you'll get a full you know usable set of pickups um and people often overlook doing that and they've got weird volumes going on between all the different pickups that yeah um, and unless you're after that effect i think you know it's 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 something to to remember to do good okay right now we're nearing the end okay let's uh let's finish off our guitars let's get them ready for playing again what are the last Last couple of things. The so last couple do. of things is, uh, again, to to lubricate any contact points. So lubricate the nut, okay. right? Okay. Uh, and you can do this after you've restrung it, just slacken off the strings a little bit, lift each string up individually as it touches the nut, mm -hmm. and um, utilise, like, the the old hack, um, you know, uh, travelling guitar tech tip was to get a, a, a soft 2B granite, no, granite graphite pencil and kind of you yeah. know, smudge some of the, the graphite into the nut slots right um, okay as a bit as of a, a natural uh, lubricant yeah. right and, okay. and that'll work yeah. um it will work the graphite from a pencil is is, is often described as a handy so, tool to do that so not like wd-40 or you know some I don't. I don't even like using graphite from a pencil. I think that's just a bit messy, and okay. I don't think it lasts properly as well. Definitely don't use something like WD forty or anything like that. It can. It can. Baby it can oil. Up. No. <laughs> well, Matt, what, what lubricants you choose to use outside of setting up your guitar is is, is not. It's not. It's not my. Well, you did say you know, lubricating the nuts. So. <laughs> I did say. Sorry. That, to be fair. So that's, uh, well, that, which brings me on to one of the best named uh, nut lubricants that i think exists on the market which is the infamous now nut sauce nut sauce <laughs> and is it good stuff is that what you, is, is that something you'd recommend for people to get some nut sauce <laughs> yeah i would uh, yeah i mean there's a few different things i've got nut sauce i've got uh, there's another one that i've just pulled out of the, the drawer here this one is uh music nomads tune it uh it's called and uh it's it's a this one's really good i quite like this uh it's it's i don't i'd say don't use anything with silicon in it that's the thing right okay um that, which is why things I, I don't know if wd-40 
it's got silicon in it but i know you can buy a lot of cheap kind of silicon based lubricants mm. that that work they're very mm. good at reducing friction but silicon can play havoc on kind of guitar finishes um and things like that and can and can be persistent in a way that it's very difficult to remove sometimes from guitar finishes and things even by polishing it off so it, it just gets it gets messy so so it, it it does the job as a lubricant but it's not necessarily a healthy choice for your guitar correct right. correct okay. and that, and that's that's the kind of some of the stuff that i've seen on the internet that's kind of troubling me when people are advising on what kind of stuff to use on your guitar like you know graphite on the for lubricating the night yeah that's fair enough that's no big deal but you know i've seen i've seen people advising you know windex is one of the best things to have in your like uh like a like glass cleaner to to polish your guitar with you know it's just stuff like that where you just go no don't don't use that use some decent decent products yeah or i've even seen people advising to use you know silicon based lubricants and things like that for lubricating the parts of the guitar and you just go no don't use anything that's silicon based it's not it's not the right stuff and it and it's it's going to make a mess everywhere yeah um so yeah if you so this stuff that i'm using at the moment i quite like it's music nomad it's made in the states mm-hmm. uh it's uh uh yeah basically i use that to lubricate the nuts and any contact point all the saddle points and things like that um on a guitar um it just reduces the friction and it stops all that kind of pinging sounds that you can sometimes hear as you tune up a string to pitch and right. things like that i mean so we're assuming that and it helps with tuning stability right yeah it totally helps okay. with tuning stability a lot of things around tuning stability is basically because the string is fighting against the friction of the point it's got contact with on the guitar right okay now provided the nut slot has been cut correctly mm-hmm. and the saddle uh, slots are cut correctly and things like that which mm-hmm. you know 90 percent of the time they are once it's left a factory um or or a tech um then it's just about a bit of routine maintenance but and, and again you're changing your strings anyway just get a little bit of this use it sparingly or nut source um or, or kind of you know if you if you if you really want to graphite from a pencil it works fine it's just you know there are better things to use i think and that particularly will help important you with... for people who use the tremolo arms quite a lot as well okay. yeah definitely definitely yeah. if you're if you're using a lot of trem and stuff like that as well um or different tunings and things like that as well if you're going between different tunings it just helps just um you know with, with tuning stability and stuff so that's a really little simple hack again that's that's often overlooked okay so we've 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 lubricated everything what's the last thing we do before we put it back in its case for the rest of quarantine clean it <laughs> please clean it uh again this is this this isn't this isn't essential right and you know but just give it a wipe down when you finish playing it um mm-hmm. and polish it from time to time uh as well it doesn't have to be like showroom finish and you know if you're looking to get a relic road worn guitar look then obviously don't don't bother but um this is just my own personal request really because the amount of guitars that i get sometimes where i just go before i even start working on this guitar i'm just gonna again have to get the hoover out and give it a clean because it's just filthy right but there's a common sense element to it as well right even if you're not keeping the kind of lacquer work or paint work in like you know high gloss you know pristine looking Mm. condition just wiping down you know the strings and the saddle areas and stuff like that after you play just helps keep the whole thing working and and mechanically operating properly Mm -hmm. and stops grime and stuff getting inside your pots or in your jack socket and um i think it just creates that mindset that your guitar is in is is in a good state of of condition so but also the reason 
<clears throat> that I say it is because I do know that a lot of people like to keep their guitar clean, but mm-hmm. the, my request to people is please use the right stuff on your guitar to keep it clean right, because okay. there are a lot of polishes and things, particularly if you've got expensive instruments with nitrocellulose finishes, that you need to use the right type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got a polyurethane finished guitar, it's a lot more forgiving and you can mm-hmm. use sparingly, you know, a decent quality, uh, you know, uh, furniture polish or something like that, or, um, you know, general household polish. Don't use Windex as somebody suggested. That's just silly. Um, use Windex for the glass case you keep your guitar in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But not, maybe. Not, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you've got a nitrocellulose type guitar, you know, really clean, new microfiber cloth and the Gibson pump polish, I think is, I think that's just the best polish um, full stop for all guitars, even if they're, they're um, polyurethane uh, uh base finishes but also if you if you've got mm-hmm. um you know uh, a lot of nitro uh, guitars um or working on a nitrocellulose finished guitar the gibson um uh, pump polish it's called is just excellent stuff it really brings a guitar back up to new and and will look after that finish so i guess my request is if you are going to clean and polish your guitar um you know, use, use the right stuff on it. Don't, don't, you know, believe mm-hmm. everything on the internet that says you can use all these kind of weird, cheap, wonderful stuff. Your guitar finish, um, you know, is, is sensitive to, to abrasive stuff. And, um, particularly, you know, some substances can break down the finish if, if you've got a very aged or, you know, uh, more refined finish on it. So, yeah. Amazing. So there we go. Points one through to eight. That's not too difficult, is it, Steve? I think that's fantastic. I think just to, just to recap, though, we, t- we spoke about changing the strings and about the important things we've got to do, making sure we're locking that string off properly so that yeah. it doesn't move and change, cleaning and oiling the fretboard so we're protecting the condition of the wood itself and creating mm-hmm. a more comfortable instrument to play, cleaning and polishing the frets, same again, keeping them you know well-maintained and improving your playing experience, adjusting the truss rod, Checking the electronics and keeping our electronics clean in the guitar so that we're not going to end up with faults and, and failures down the line. Adjusting the pickup height so that we can make sure we get the sound just right for our ears, but also that we're not ad- inadvertently affecting the strings. Uh, then we're lubricating the contact points. So particularly yeah. the nut, maybe even the saddles, depending on the kind of you know guitar you have. And then before you put it all away, after you finish playing, keeping it clean, getting the dust off of it, not yeah. just for the sake of cleanliness, but also so that, as you said, dust and grime that might be on the guitar doesn't work its way into things that it could affect, like switches and pots and yeah. pickups and things like that. And that is what everyone should be able to do. If you do that, if you do that relatively regularly, mm-hmm. your guitar will end up less often, uh, you know, with, with a tech need an expensive setup. It was, mm-hmm. you know, you should still do that. And, and, you know, maybe in a, in a, in another podcast, what we'll cover is some of the things that people w- want to understand about the more intermediate and advanced steps. So in terms of intermediate stuff, bridge height and setting the, the, um, right radius at the saddle, particularly on a, on an electric guitar with individual saddle pieces, um, is is a really cool thing to learn how to do to make a big difference to your action. Setting the nut height correctly and and how to feel confident in doing that. Setting up intonation um, and trem setup. I think those are all easy to teach yourself. And mm-hmm. with the exception of adjusting the nut height, where you'll need some specialist files. Um, yeah, that's that, kind of destructive work, isn't it? It's not something you can undo once you've done it necessarily. 
not without some super glue and, and some and some bone dust, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a leaky's best friend. Once you've cut bone a slot a little bit too far, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, the, the, we'll cover this if we go into intermediate setup. But yeah, I have been guilty, uh, particularly when I was learning how to do it, of cutting a nut slot too far, and then then a little bit of super glue and bone dust um, will make it make it back to normal. Like and, and, and no one's no one's the wiser. I just uh, imagine walking into somebody's workshop and seeing a box labeled bone dust. I'd be out of there quicker than you can say you know <laughs> super glue my nut back together <laughs> you pass me the nut sauce pass yeah the nut sauce. Uh, i'm out of here and, and then look in, in terms of advanced stuff um we we could do a podcast as well on 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 you know things like fret leveling and recrowning mm-hmm. um partial refrets refrets or at least when to know that it's needed yeah. um you know making new nuts and then you know things like uh, electronics repairs soldering finish repairs that kind of stuff but i think mm-hmm. that's that's kind of getting into the intermediate side of things and advanced side of things where you'll need more gear a bit more knowledge yeah. some more tools and we can certainly cover that and i'd like to talk talk on the podcast at some point about how to definitely set the action uh at the saddle and uh and the bridge area and check that your nut is cut correctly so that at Mm -hmm. least if you can't do the work yourself Mm -hmm. you can feel confident identifying where you might have some problems that you need to send it to a tech because i think that's the next the next step um, for us to talk about guitar setup is once you've done all of those eight basic steps and you know you've got those under under your under your kind of belt with comfort then it's if the guitar's still not playing right how do you identify what it is that might be causing the problem and then is mm-hmm. it something that you decide okay i'm gonna do it or i'm gonna send it to a tech so we'll cover that we'll cover those things in, a, yeah. in another episode that's a good point actually that you, that you raised there i guess you don't necessarily always have to know how to do everything but learning to identify the, the issues is important yeah yeah it can be important right because yeah. it because then it then it kind of uh gives you a point from which to start to say well is it something that i would mm-hmm. feel comfortable doing on this guitar based on the you know the cost of it or how how much i want to increase my knowledge and then you mm-hmm. can you can teach yourself and and you can have a go at it or you can mm-hmm. then look up you know you know reputable places like stew mac like crimson guitars or somewhere like that to to learn more about how mm-hmm. to do it yourself um and if you you really feel that it's not something that you want to uh you know learn or um spend the time doing then you, at least you know you can have an informed discussion with your guitar tech when you when you um get to him or her and say well look i've gone through all of this i think the truss rods adjusted correctly um you know this is how i take care of my guitar um but i'm still having a buzz issue here or, or the action's not quite right here i think we might need to to look at you know adjusting the nut or or the saddle and you know that's always nice mm. to have that type of conversation with somebody um, yeah. when when I'm when I'm chatting through their guitar and what I think needs to to happen to it. Good. Well, that's amazing. Thank well, thanks for taking us through that, Matt. I think no that's so important. And I, and I've actually even myself, I'm coming away from this now thinking, well, I need to get a few things, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know there's definitely nothing on that list that I can't approach myself, and I'm gonna try and you know improve my guitars now following that. So thank you really important yeah no worries man i hope it's, i hope it's been useful and um you know if people have got questions then they can always um you know get in touch with us on the social media uh, sites on on facebook or, or indeed instagram and we can we can drill into some more specific questions people have got obviously we've covered some of the real basics here um and there are there are so many different things um, that contribute to a guitar setup and guitar maintenance and um we'll, we'll be happy to answer anybody's questions if they if they want to get in touch with us 
Yeah, please do. That'd be fantastic. Awesome. Right, buddy. Cracking, cracking time to catch up, and I uh, really enjoyed it. And I uh, look forward to having another catch up next week. Yeah, likewise, buddy. Take care of yourself. Have a good week, and uh, look forward to recording an- another podcast with you soon. Absolutely. All the best, buddy. Cheers, mate. Take care, mate. Bye, bye, bye. Another interesting conversation. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back for more next week. To make sure you don't miss it, subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast app so you never miss a show. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts. Like us on Instagram at guitar underscore smarts. Anyway, have a cracking week. Speak to you soon.